You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. All right, y'all, we're back again with another episode for August. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about discernment, Miss Moni. Ooh. All right. Discernment. So why this topic came to my mind, I'll tell you a little bit about why it came to my mind. It's because, you know, the lines are becoming more and more blurred, Miss Moni, out here in these streets. Yes, they are. Lines are getting real blurred. And so I wrote down here, I said, things are presented in a way where it looks good, proper, and safe to the natural eye. Right. But healthy discernment will allow us to know what is and isn't from God. What I was thinking is that, you know, it's really easy for us to look at something and say, yep, that's good and that's bad. But the enemy is cunning. Yes, He's he real sneaky. He's not going to present things to us in that way. He's going to make it where it looks godly, where it looks good, where it looks safe. And so this idea of discernment really helps us to know, okay, you know, this thing, if you're not paying attention, it looks godly, but it's actually not. And so I think that this is a very important topic so that we can just consider discernment a little bit more and grow deeper into discernment and get a healthier level of discernment. And when we even, not just outside in the world, but even within the body of Christ, Miss Moni, the right, people we listen to, right? the people that we even listen to, sometimes if you don't know the word enough, if you don't have a relationship with God, it yes. looks and sounds biblical. Yes. It may look and sound like it come from one of them pages in the Bible. And mm. you will be surprised how many people out here are teaching false things. There you and go. So I think, you know, it's the time to really talk about discernment. But to also, you know, since we're always talking about trauma and that, you know, our subtitle is Trauma Transparency Triumph, we got to talk about the fact that sometimes trauma can really mess with your discernment. Yes, it can. It's harder to tap in when you're in a traumatic situation. When you feel like it's stuff going on, it's very hard to tap in. So this episode is almost one of those things where it's like, hey, build this muscle, grow this skill, because building your discernment muscle prepares you for the good, the bad, and the ugly. So that when you're in a thing, you know how to tap in, you know? And so that's why I felt like such a topic like this was so very important. And so I want to start off with the definition, Ms. Moni. I was looking on Google and Merriam-Webster, and this is what I found. When you think about the definition of discernment, it says here, the ability to judge well. That's what one definition says. Another definition says the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. That was Merriam-Webster. And then some synonyms were things like insight, wisdom, perception. And so I wrote down to me, it's being able to see beyond the earthly realm and being able to see in the spiritual realm. And then Mm -hmm. I put down because everything is not what meets the eye. As Christians, speaking of Christians, when we're only able to see the earthly realm, we missing a whole bunch of information. And when people hear words like realm, it might freak them out a little bit. But as Christians, this is knowledge that we really should be aware of. This is knowledge that we really should be 
desiring to gain. And so as I was thinking about this topic of discernment, Miss Moni, I started thinking about Ephesians. I wrote down a couple of scriptures. So the first one is Ephesians 1 and 3, whereas Paul is pretty much saying, blessed and worthy of praise, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. But this is the portion of the scripture that I want us to pay attention to. It says, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. That tells me we got some blessings. Amen. And if you read the Bible, you'll even see that we got some gifts that he gives to us as well. And one of those gifts, I think we can find that in first or second Corinthians, where it's laying out uh, nine different gifts, but we'll find even more than nine throughout the Bible. But one of them is the discerning of spirits. So God wants us to be knowledgeable about these things. So when we read Ephesians one and three, it's telling us right then and there, oh, we got some spiritual blessings. Okay. So what are those blessings? And so as we go on, I really want us to take a look, Miss Moni, at verses 17 through 19, because this is really, you know, going to lead us into more of the conversation. Okay. So it says here, it says, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that mm-hmm. gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded Mm -hmm. with light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. So that was Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And that was the amplified version. And for those of us who know the amplified version, it's going to break down and give you all extra words. So it was some extra words there. But if we were to ask ourselves, okay, what spiritual blessings do we hear? Like, what are we hearing, Miss Moni, in verses 17 through 19? It's like we hear things like wisdom. We hear things like revelation. We hear things like insight, knowledge, power. And so God wants us to have these things. These are the spiritual blessings that are available to us. Mm -hmm. And I just got finished reading this book. If everybody wants to see this book, The Discerner by James Gall, it's really, really good. It even talks about this Ephesian scripture, but it also brings to the point, Miss Moni, it brings to light the fact that we are seated with Christ. I think we forget that we are seated with Christ. And so it's telling us that like in Ephesians 1 and 20 and Ephesians 2 and 6. And so it's just a reminder of all that is available to us. And within this book, Miss Moni, it -hmm. says, does the Holy Spirit want to leave the eyes of our hearts with similar impaired vision? Apparently not. God wants us to see spiritual realities clearly. So it's God's desire that his children are able to see spiritual realities. And so it made me think, and even in the book, it talked about like in the natural, how some people can have distortions in their vision, right? Me and you got glasses on, so we know. So some of us can be nearsighted. Some of us can be farsighted. Some people can be partially or completely blind. There are so many different people out there that have various, you know, levels of vision. All of us have different levels of vision. And so in the same way, we can have impaired spiritual vision, it's, but God does not desire that for us, you know? That's right. And so it says here from the book as well, Miss Moni, it says, without discernment, 
and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, we cannot progress in our use of any of the gifts and callings. Ooh, wow. So it sounds to me like discernment is the foundation. Yes, it is. You don't start with nothing else. Start with the discernment, right? So it's just giving us another example or another realization of the fact that, hey, discernment is actually pretty important. It directly connects to all of these gifts and callings. A lot of us may be familiar with the song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. And it's based off of that scripture that we just read, you know, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, I want to see you. So Mm -hmm. when we say heart, right, open the eyes of my heart, I love how this book breaks it down because some people may feel confused. Like, okay, what does that mean? The eyes of my heart. What in the world does that mean? So the heart portion means inner self, your spirit. Again, I love how James Gall really breaks it down. He said the eyes of our hearts is our spiritual sense of sight to be more open to heavenly things. Yes. And then it says our eyes are our spirit eyes, Miss Moni. If somebody is wondering, okay, I hear you talking about discernment. I hear all of these scriptures. I hear this, but how can I do it? So mm-hmm. there are a few things that I wrote down, Miss Moni, on, in terms of, okay, how do we build this muscle? How do we start to really evolve and grow and really hit deeper depths and higher heights when it comes to the things of God, to heavenly things? Mm-hmm. And I love that the book said, pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 daily. And that's some of the scripture that I just read there. So pray that daily. Right. You sing songs like open the eyes of my heart or listen to songs like open the eyes of my heart. Lord, I want to see you. And then that directly correlates to the importance of worship. And one of the things that the book said, and even I think I've talked about in one of my sermons is the importance of worship. Worship really allows us to ascend, right? And to connect with God so that he can begin to show us those things. So in this month, we're talking all about environment, right? And how environment is everything. Worship allows us to establish our environment, establish our atmosphere, right? To really just seek God and to connect with him. And so worship, I'd invite you all to worship as well. And then ask someone who you feel like maybe is mature in this area to pray and touch and agree with you. You know, it says when two or three are gathered, their God is in the midst. So you don't have to do this all by yourself. You don't have to do this all by yourself. And then, Miss Monia, I said, read the Bible. And the reason why I said read the Bible is because we know one of the things that it says, study to show yourself approved. So if we are seeing all of this stuff when we go out into the world, if we are listening to all this stuff when we go out into the world, reading your Bible will also allow you to know, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't God. That don't sound like God. And so the more you read your Bible, it's another way to understand God more, to understand his character, who he is, what he does, how he moves. It's not just the worship piece, but it's also that reading the Bible piece. Reading the Bible helps you to understand Jesus, helps you to understand God helps you to understand the Holy Spirit. And so when you hear something that may be presented as godly, you'll be able to say, you know, it sounds almost godly, but it's not. So reading that Bible will help us as well. So Miss Moni, what are your thoughts when it comes to this idea of discernment? What are your thoughts? Dreesy, my thoughts are similar when it comes to discernment. It is exactly what you said. It is the ability to see mm-hmm. what you can't see. Mm-hmm. The ability to see beneath the surface of a thing obscure things. Discernment reveals what's been concealed. Discernment is a revealer. Oh yeah. Okay. It exposes not just the bad things, Dreesy, it exposes the good things as well. 
That's good. Yeah. So it works both ways. Discernment especially exposes deception. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like you said, the enemy, when he comes, he looks good. He sounds good. Tastes good. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So sometimes you really have to look beyond what you see and hear. Yeah. And like you said, these are awesome gifts that God has given us. He's given us these gifts to uh, equip us. He's given us these different gifts to put us in the know. Yes. He doesn't want us blind to these things. He wants us to be aware. But a lot of it is up to how much we're going to connect with him, how much we're invested into learning more. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's what I love about him. Um, He doesn't just call us to be out here on our own trying to figure things out. According to his ability, according to his callings and purpose, he's given each one of us different gifts to fulfill Mm -hmm. his purpose in the land. These -hmm. gifts really aren't about us. All of this equipping is about him. And I like what you were saying, Dreesy. I had wrote down like three ways to get sharper in the spirit. And you hit on a few of them. Yeah. So one of them is to spend time in prayer. Yeah. You know, out of your relationship with God, God speaks. Out of your relationship with God, he speaks. So God himself, the Holy Spirit will keep you in the know. Also spending time in God's presence. Like you say, just hanging out with God in worship or just quiet time. That'll make you more in tune to things around you. And last but not least is also spending time in the word. Like you said, you have to know the truth in order to recognize a lie. Yep. So yeah, all of these things are important. And they play a great part in having good discernment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dreesy, as we was preparing for this, I did a little Bible study here and I just came across this passage. We were talking about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas was traveling from city to city, teaching and preaching the gospel. And this is when they came across a young lady with an unclean spirit. Yeah. This is in Acts 16, verse 17 through 19. And it says that she followed Paul and Silas shouting, these men are servants of the most high God. They announced to you how you can be saved. And it says that she did this for many days. Now, this thing got on Paul's nerve, Dreesy. It did. It did a tap dance on his nerves. Okay. Okay. His discernment started kicking in. Uh Uh-huh. And it says that... So she did this for many days until Paul became so upset that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I order you to come out of her. And the spirit went out of her that very moment. That's so so good. And you know why that's so good, Miss Moni, is because when you read the scripture, she wasn't saying anything bad. That's right. She wasn't calling them out of their name. She wasn't speaking ill towards them. Again, it goes back to that idea of being able to tell good from bad is easy. But when you need to be able to discern, it's those things that sound and look okay. Right. It looks fine. There's nothing wrong with what she's saying. I mean, she wasn't even telling a lie. What she was saying, it has some truth to it. But it's the ability to know that, okay, but the spirit that is operating through her is unclean. But it's tapping into that realm. And I think that that is a perfect scripture. To symbolize what we're talking about. Exactly. It's two different Mm -hmm. things going on at the same time. You're seeing one thing in the natural, 
but what's really going on in the spirit. Exactly. And you know what? If somebody did not know that she had an unclean spirit, they probably would have thought, oh, she's supporting us. She's for us. Let's let her come along with us. Let's let her continue to tell people more about us. Then next thing you know, you linking up with a spirit you should not be in contact with because it looks like support. My goodness. All right now. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Something? Yeah, that's y'all good right there. In. Y'all better lean in. <laughs> that's how the devil be rolling. Wow. Miss Mona, that was a perfect scripture for this episode. Wow. It was. Yes. Well, thank you. And also, Dreesy, when it comes to discernment, like I said, God, a lot of time, he'll give us some inside information. And God kind of dropped this little quote on me. He says that everything that's discerned doesn't have to be discussed. That's good. That's so true. Isn't that good? That's good. Everything that's discerned doesn't have to be discussed. Because a lot of times what God is doing, he's just giving you some inside information. Right. Everybody don't need to know what he just said to you. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. He's just putting you on notice sometimes so that you can be aware and be alert. And so you'll know how to move. Yeah. I love that you say that because in the book, James Gall talks a little bit about that. And I even put here, I said, if you feel you're discerning something, bring it to God. He will make it clear for you. And in the book, he talks about as we're growing and evolving in this area of discernment, you know, consulting God and knowing when he wants you to speak a thing, when he wants you to remain silent, when he wants you to pray and intercede. That is so very important. You know, it's it's one thing to discern, but now it's okay. What do I do with the information? What do I do with this revelation and this insight that I've just received? And I love the fact that he talks about that in the book as as well, because that is important. Yeah. So, you know, isn't that amazing? He's not just going to drop discernment on us. You got to have the revelation to even know how to place it. It's almost like relational intelligence. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do I do with this information? How do I place it? How do I apply it? And you know what I just thought about? What? It's some people that really do desire discernment or really do desire God to reveal some things, but he can't do that if he doesn't trust you with it. So some of it, when we're evolving and growing in this idea of discernment, it's also your character that's growing and evolving too, because can you keep your mouth shut? If he shows you a thing and he says, don't reveal this till December, can you hush till December or just put it in a book? I don't need you going live. I need you to put it in that book. Can you do that? Can he trust you with that? Do you have enough self-control to handle what he wants to give you? That's right. Because even when it comes to the things of discernment, Dreesy, sometimes different things will be revealed just about small things. But sometimes God wants to trust us with big things and major things and heavy things and more weightier things of the spirit. So like you said, can we handle that? Can we be trusted with that? That's good, Miss Moni. Yes, ma'am. So it's funny that, you know, we're flowing into beauty for ashes now. And it's funny that our Beauty for Ashes person has already been all up and through today's episode because I selected Paul. I selected good old Paul from the Bible, Apostle Paul, to be our Beauty for Ashes. And many people may say, well, why? Why? Because before Paul was Paul, he was Saul. His name was Saul. 
And he actually persecuted Christians. I mean, he was trying to destroy Christians. He did not like Christians. If you read, go up in Acts, you'll see how Saul was acting. Of course, he has his conversion. He becomes Paul. And so then he starts to do the opposite. He's no longer persecuting Christians. He is teaching people more about Jesus. He is allowing people to be converted to being Christ followers. And then he also wrote much of the New Testament. Yes, he did. Even with the Ephesian scriptures that I was talking to you about today, Paul is the author of Ephesians. So like I said, he has been all up and through today's episode, even with Miss Moni's example yes. about him calling out that unclean spirit. And so I think Paul is a perfect example of beauty for ashes. It shows us that nobody can do anything so bad that God can't use them. Mm-hmm. You can never, ever be in such a horrible place or have done something so bad that God cannot use you. God selects and chooses and uses who he wants to. And so I think that that is just an awesome beauty for ashes segment. And so just tap in, worship, read your Bible, connect with someone that you feel like is mature in this area and and allow them to touch and agree with you and pray with you as well. Pray, intercede, pray for yourself, connect with God more and be mindful of what you're taking in as well. We're even talking about changing your diet this month as well. And so this is very, very important. Again, as we know, it's the foundation for our callings and our gifts. So it's something that we want to have intact. And so we want you to know that we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.